At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. What more can you say? We are back at all-time highs again. Talk about that and just the continued buying pressure in this market. You can't stop it. You won't stop it. Aside from that, we have a lot of holiday retail sales numbers coming in. We've got sales results from Costco and Kohl's and L Brand. So we'll run through those numbers. Grubhub is on the table exploring a possible sale. Uh, AT&T and Verizon going ex-dividend today. That's important. A couple of earnings on our radar from after the close yesterday, and then uh, there's one or two notable ones today. And our guest today, Mark Chaikin from Chaikin Analytics, he would join us at 8.15, as he does every other Thursday at that time. Joel, what is the word here overnight? Uh, SPs are trading in the green by eight and a half handles. Pre-market high, 32.74. Pre-market low, 3257.75. Crude rebounding from probably one of its wildest days and years, up 32 cents at 59.93. Gold in the red by 540 at 1554.70. Silver trying to hold on to 18, down 15.7 cents at 18.01. Bitcoin back under 8,000, down $150 at 7,960. And I will say there's been some volume coming into those Bitcoin futures. I've been looking at it over the last couple of days. And Spencer, could you also just throw out the phone number there for anyone that uh, we're two yep. for two. We got a call uh, on Tuesday, a call on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll get two phone calls today. Yep. If you want to give us a call either during the show, anytime really, and leave us a voicemail and we'll discuss your question. We'll give it a listen and if we like, if we like it, we'll discuss your question on the show. The number to call is at 734-494-0246. Give us a call, leave a voicemail, and we will potentially answer your question on the show. Now, have you um, have you installed the line yet so we can just like have a live call in? Like, the, uh, I, show? I don't think we need that. 
I, I don't think I we think we do. do. Live call-ins? We're, we'll push. For, me and Joel will push for that. We like I need, a live call I need, I need a way to screen them. I need, That's I need, what he's a little I bit worried about them. is somebody somebody drops some language. We don't we're, we're not uh, we don't have the five second delay going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need a way to screen those calls first. So. Hey, Dennis, you look pretty cleaned up there. What's no, I haven't even shot a lot of the hair. Really? It's just because I put a collared shirt on. I try to put the collared shirt on to counter how, you know, the lack of showering here in this crazy market environment. <laughs> All right. We got a lot to cover here before our 815 guest, Mark Chaikin of Chaikin Analytics. I don't know. There's just so much news here. Well, start guess- with Tesla. Okay. Let's start with Tesla. This stock is unbelievable. Um, a few days ago, I think it was beginning of January, I said, I think this thing's going to 500. And I would say, I think it could do it by the end of the month. I mean, it's trying to do it by the end of the week. It's been unbelievable. Um, 492 here now closed at. The thing gets two downgrades today. It's down a buck. I mean, it doesn't even go down on downgrades. I, it's, it's the most resilient. So we talk about how resilient this market is. This stock is the most resilient stock here now. So you get Baird downgrading the stock. You also get, I believe it was CLSA uh, downgrading it as well. So you get a couple of downgrades here today. And Margaret don't care. We're, it's down a dollar, so I guess that's priced in. <laughs> I mean, stock goes up 20 on no news, gets downgraded twice and goes down a buck. I mean, this thing is just unbelievable. I actually tried to short it here this morning just on the downgrades. And I was like, no, it's not going down. It doesn't want to go down. I give up. Um, I, and I don't want to get caught because I do believe it is going to eventually trade 500. And, and it looks like it wants to do by the end of the week. This stock is just unbelievable. I uh, did double downgrade here. I, I mean, guys try this. I mean, I don't know why, but they are uh, just hanging out. I'm just going to give you the close from yesterday. I, I think that's like your only really relevant number. Well, also the high from yesterday. So let's keep an eye on that closing price of uh, 492.14. I think with the double downgrade, if you can get green on that, uh, find, you know, Tepid sellers up to four ninety eight forty nine, and then you think about that psychological five hundred dollars. Yeah, so first time up there, couldn't do it yesterday. It didn't get the running start. It's getting a running start here today with a couple downgrades. Maybe that gets a little bit selling in, but you got to just think how many shorts are just caught in this thing. And not only that, and it's conversation you know we should have with Nick as well. But think about the the call writers, people who wrote calls on this. Think about me. I wrote puts on it, so I was on the right side. If you were writing calls on this, like just think about stock in October. It's trading at 250. You probably wrote the 350. You probably got some money for it, even like two months out. I don't know what they were going for, but I bet you're getting some money for those. Think, you know, let's just say hypothetically you got like 10 bucks for the 350. I don't even know if you would have got that much. The thing's at $500. I mean, if you wrote out, you know, three months, you're 10 points and you didn't protect yourself, you could be down 150 points on those. So, you know, it's not only the people who are short the stock, it's the option writers that probably are really, you know, taking it on the chin here. And, and every time it pulls back a little bit, you get people who need to cover or who are getting maybe even potentially margin called on this thing. Um, there was a lot of people who were bearish. And this is just your classic, classic. It's been a squeeze for a long time, but it's a story, too. And this is, you know, something we talk about on the show so much. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the valuation, is is it ridiculous? Probably. But valuation is meaningless when you've got a story cooking. 
and the story is still hot here. It got hot again, and it's remained hot for the last three months, ever since they produced that profit in the quarter. It was the gap and go from 300 to 500. Congratulations to the Bulls. Jason Rasnick, congratulations. I feel sorry for the Bears because they might eventually be right here, but it's just impossible to stay. Like, it's just, you know, like, like we say, Mark can stay irrational much longer than he can stay solvent. But there's just such a story here. And if we do, if we write, you know, the, the book or we do the algorithm, the story matters more than technicals, matters more than fundamentals. If you've got a hot story, just like Beyond Meat for a while was so hot, it can stay hot for a long time. But this, you know, isn't even about the, the story. This, this is a gross story too. And so it's not like, it, can it eventually grow into this valuation? Possibly. Can Beyond Meat eventually grow into the valuation when it's trading worth $8 billion? I don't think ever. But so you can see that, that there is, you know, a fundamental story potentially here too. But right now it's just the squeezes on. I mean, it's downgraded. How, how many times do you see a stock get two downgrades in a day and it's trading in the green? It's green now. Yep. How, how, how many times do you see that? It, it happens like probably like not very often. I tell you, I trade the ratings. I trade them all the time. It's very rare to see a stock get two downgrades and trade green. It, it happens at least once. <laughs> once when <laughs> right now right right now that's, that's yeah once good. once right now i mean it's usually pretty much clockwork when a stock gets two downgrades it's usually going to at least be down at the open and at least be down for a while sometimes the market effects can come and bring the stock back up but usually they're going to open down this is just you know anybody who's even shorting it over like and i like i said i tried it i saw the downgrade i was like i'll try this thing you know and try shorting it and i was like no it doesn't want to go down. And everybody else can see the downgrade too. And now you look at 494. I mean, it, it, it's just ripping. Anybody who's short it this morning on the downgrades getting ripped on it too. So it's not even your shorts overall. Day trader shorts are probably in this saying, it's downgrade twice. I had to go down. It doesn't have to do anything. It's got 500 on the brain, man. Yeah, look at that, up 218. It is going to have a day where it's going to be very ugly here, and it's going to be lose like $30 or $40 a day, and the media will cite some fundamental thing. It's just way overbought. But when that happens, I think it's going to hit 500 before that happens. I'll say that. Maybe it go through 500, hit some 500 you know, people. Maybe some shorts is throwing the towel. It's 500. I can't take it anymore. Maybe that's the time. But this squeeze, this is an epic short squeeze, just epic. Yeah, Dad, you just uh, just walked it up a couple bucks there. I, I walked up a couple bucks with me just talking bullish on it. It, it actually had a pre pre market show. I said we said two downgrades, so it might only be up four or five dollars. <laughs> the thing just trades like it's got news on it all the time. It trades so actively. Looking at that too, it's like, so active. I mean, it's got it's traded four hundred thousand shares, and yes, there's a couple downgrades, but obviously not having much of an influence here. It's up up a buck forty. Incredible. Yesterday, I will just say you might have had some shorts might have really thrown a towel yesterday because I do see a volume here of 31,200,000. That's your largest volume day. How far do you have to go back? Wow, you got to go back a long time. So big volume day. Uh, let's see what happens here. Once again, I said, you know, look at the close and keep an eye on that that high from yesterday. Uh, quick, Sp so Spinner is making a good point too. I mean, CNBC is to blame for the squeeze a bit too. I mean, CNBC is talking the stock up so much. Kramer's on there. You hear what Kramer said yesterday? So we're, we're, it was a big story because Tesla is now uh, worth as much as the GM and Ford combined. Yep. And Kramer says, 
Let me know when Tesla gets to twice as much as a GM and Ford combined. He is like just pounding the table on Tesla there. You know, so Jim Cramer even walking it up. I mean, I, we've been talking about it bullishly. I mean, everybody is just, you know, amazed at the short squeeze here. I mean, in the last six days, this went from 400 to 500. This is an incredible move. I mean, from 300 to 400, at least it took a couple months. This is done in six days. Six days. And uh, if it, I mean, if you are looking to short this thing, I think at least you got to wait for some consolidation. Th- think about what I said yesterday. And I, what I said is I've lost a lot of money trying to short rocket ships. Wait till a rocket ship runs out of gas. Wait till it stops going up, stops making new highs at least. You know, I want to see at least, you know, a, we, we get a red candle in here. Because when you just try to say, now 500 is a number, that's going to be it. Sure, it's a psychological number, and maybe it's okay, but we've seen so many times where it doesn't even matter. So it's very, very important as a trader to be able to minimize your risk as much as you can. How do you minimize your risk on a stock making all-time highs? I've lost so much money trying to short a stock making new all-time highs or buying a stock making all-time lows. It's very, very hard to time it perfectly. You know, you could have set up 450, it was overdone. Well, you're down 50 bucks in two days. You just lost 10% of your money in two days with that call. So very, very, very difficult to call tops and pick bottoms. And I've lost, you know, I've been in the business 20 years. I've lost a lot of money doing that stuff. So that's why I don't do it anymore. You know, the, 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 the best lesson you can learn is by physically trading. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you learn the hard way. And when I get slammed and doing something, I learn, and you still try to be a hero every once in a while, and you still go back. But more often than not, I'm going to lay off on something like this, at least until I get a red candle. At least give me some reason. You know, maybe they say something. Maybe there's a funnel. Give me earnings. something. Maybe earnings. Maybe. Maybe that, too. But right now, you know, there's no reason. It's got two downgrades it's today, four, and it's up it's four up bucks. It's up 444. Oh, my Lord. The two, it's that 500s on the break. You're killing the shorts here. Well, CMEC is talking about it too right now. Everybody's oh, yeah. talking about it. So, oh, I mean, this okay. is it. Wow. It may hit 500 pre-market Texas Linda saying it might. I mean, it's 496. So we tried yesterday. I think it hits it today. And then, you know, what happens after that? Who knows? I'm not buying it. I'm not chasing this thing here. I'm yep. amazed at watching it though. It's a great story. All right, uh, we're going to get one more stock in here before we bring in Mark. Wake up, Spencer. We uh, gotta... Let's get through. Wake up. How are you not, how are you not wait, woken up? I'm screaming under the mic. Spencer and I are going out for breakfast. Where do you want to go, Spencer? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's just do Betty Bath Earnings real oh, fast, and, 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 then, and then we'll grab, we'll grab Mark Chicken. Uh, Betty Bath Earnings were not great. They lost $0.38 cents per share last quarter versus a $0.02 gain estimate. Sales also missed 2.75 versus $2.85 billion. Comps down 8.3% versus a down 5% expectation. So a miss on same-store sales, a miss on revenue, a miss on earnings. Not great for their first earnings report under the new CEO. Pulling the, pulling the guidance, too. Oh, right. Well, this was our guidance going forward. Forgot that part. This is just an epic disaster of a report. Epic, epic, epic disaster. That being said, you can't short anything in this bloody market. (laughs) So, you know, you'd think like a report like this, the thing would open. And when it reopened, it opened in the 12 handle last night. 12 bucks, like 12, what it was low. It opened right around 12 and a half, I think. Did it not? Yeah, it did. It opened, and I did twelve sixty. Uh, you want to know something? 
So right. as much as an epic disaster this was, and as much as I just said, I don't try to pick bottoms, I bought that thing like 30 seconds after the open because I'm like, they just buy everything. I'm like, this thing's down four bucks. It's deserving of being down $4, but this is not the market to be selling something down $4 in. And I bought it at 13 and change, and I sold at 14 and change five minutes later. So, I mean, there's trades in here. You could see there was an iceberg walking it up. So I'm like, I'm confident to lean on that iceberg guy who's just walking this thing back up. They walked it all the way up into the 15 handle. I was actually, I think I sold like 14.20. And I was regretting it about five minutes later because the dang thing was trading over 15. And it got up to like 15.60 last night. So you are on this epic disaster. And it, I, I mean, from a fundamental perspective, it cannot get worse than what everything, in my opinion, than the stuff that was said. You know, withdrawing the guidance where comps are down 8%. You know, we missed the quarter by a landslide. It was just a disaster. Am I coming in here and shorting at 14.70? Nope. Too scared to short anything. But this would be the kind of stock in normal markets that I would hit the bid on. But nope, nope, no, thank you. And I even, like I said, I played it from the long side last night. Normally, I would not do this. This is not normal markets. They are just hungry, and they buy the dip on everything. It worked again last night. I made, I think, 75 cents in literally about 75 seconds. It's just I, I like that. I like that. Uh, you're a market timer. Well, that's what all, that's all I, it's all trading is, is market timing. So in market timing and minimizing the risk. And it just was started walking up from the front. I know Kenny, Kenny, if he's hit the bid, uh, was trading at two. He was in before me because he said he bought at 13 and then sold like 13 and a half. And I bought like right around, you know, like mid 13s and sold at 14, 20. So we both took out like 50, 70 cents out of the thing on the long side, both thinking the same way. It's like, things down four bucks, probably going to bounce because what, that's what they do. I mean, that's what this market is, is buy the dip and forget about it. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's only down two bucks. That What's was a disaster good? report. Not putting in my long-term portfolio, not at all, because this, you know, is, I still think, and I've been bearish Bed Bath & Beyond for a long time if you've been listening to the show, uh, but I'm too scared to short anything right now. All right, let's get Mark Shaking's thoughts on this. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I've uh, been listening to the Tesla rant. Now the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and well, what are your something thoughts interesting here, about Bed Bath & Beyond, by the way. It goes down whether it reports good earnings or bad. Last six years, 24 quarters, 22 out of 24, it drops after earnings. That's an awesome stat. Why did we have you on the show yesterday? Well, you, uh, you would have heard that we had a bullish rating on the stock, so it wouldn't have helped anybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was definitely an uptrend. Hey, the, you know, give this guy a chance. He's new. You can't turn uh, I, you know, the Queen Mary around uh, you know, in a quarter. It's true. Okay. And, you know, like Spinner's saying, this is a kitchen sink quarter. So, you know, and I think that's why maybe it's not, you know, down more here. I still don't think he can turn it around, my own opinion. That's why I'm not long the stock, but I'm not shorting it either, Mark. Just well, I, 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 I just lose money shorting anything in this market. This is no market for shorts. It's a melt up. No, no, no. It's a melt up market. And we, get, we need to take credit for this. We've been talking about this for a month on the show, six we, weeks. We, we've all been bullish here yeah we've been talking and merck's been bullish here too a lot of different stocks and let's bring it back to tesla because this is a stock we've been talking about too well, we'll and it's, talk a, about it's, tesla. it's your classic poster child for this market right now well i'm sure you guys talked about it the other day argus research raised their target to 556 on i guess monday or tuesday that's what really broke the stock out so that's why those downgrades don't matter today if you've got a 556 target out there, and then Credit Suisse raised their, <laughs> they raised it from like one, 
160 to 280, which is ridiculous. They're bearish on the stock. So, you know, uh, you basically paraphrased Justin Mamis, who 30 years ago wrote a book on how to short, and he said, never short a stock making a new high because you have no place to put your stock. Yeah. So very smart wisdom from Dennis Dick. Yeah, and you know, it's just it's an, it's just been an incredible run. Like I was just saying, even the option raiders, imagine you had some naked calls written on this thing. Yeah. Or, or, you know, just thinking, okay, well, you know, 350, this thing's at 250 back in October. I'll rate some 350s, probably get myself seven or eight bucks or 10 bucks for that. It was down $150 you'd be down on that now. So that's the one well, thing about you, naked nobody, call rating. It works a lot of times, but when it doesn't work, it hurts. Nobody stays there that long. Margin calls take care of you that. You would hope. But, you would hope. Unless you're really well, big then, account. <laughs> yeah, well, big, big account's too smart to do that. Mark, we're getting a question here about UNH here. I don't know if that's something that's on your radar. Uh, Popping up against new all-time highs here. Trading up a buck ten in the pre-market at two ninety-seven. Uh, kind of quiet here. Any thoughts on UNH? Uh, we had a bullish rating in October, November, December. Neutral now. Valuations are the reason. Um, it's gotten oversold, and then it had a big bounce yesterday. I probably. Stay with it, but be a seller above 300. Uh, but not, not with any urgency. This market uh, ha has a free pass through earnings season, which begins on Tuesday. So uh, very hard to find sellers in this market. I, I was, mean, you get, a, you get the potential for World War III a couple nights ago. It sure looked like when the after hours trade, when the S&Ps fall 55, they can't even keep it down until the next session. By the time, you know, we open for trade at 930, we got all the losses back. I mean, the buy the dip is just on. Underlying bid for stocks. I, I, if I was buying in here, I'd buy Anthem. But these stocks are all overbought, although Anthem has, has come back down and then had that big one-day rally yesterday. Anthem has a bullish rating in the chicken power gauge. So if I had to choose between Anthem and United, I'd, I'd go for Anthem here. But... Uh they look similar. Mark, speaking of running season coming up around the corner, uh, do you have any ideas for us, bullish or, or bearish? Not that there would be any bearish ideas, but any ideas for us uh, for earnings, please? The analysts are starting to get a little more bullish, which is not a good thing. Uh, for the last three or four earnings quarters, the analysts were lowering their estimates going into the quarter, including in October, which is why we had a low bar and had that huge rally uh, beginning in earnings season in October. So that makes me a little nervous. There's a pretty high bar here, uh, both in terms of earnings and guidance that have to be met uh, starting on Tuesday when JP Morgan Chase. The best advice I can give here on earnings is follow the leaders because in earnings season, the big dogs sort of set the tone. So JP Morgan reports on Tuesday, usually at seven o'clock. Uh, to try to get a jump on the others. Listen to what Jamie Dimon says. That'll have a big impact on the banking sector. L watch the semiconductors. LAM Research reports in January and AMAT reports in February. You get a lot of tip-off. Lennar just reported for the home builders. Very big quarter. So watch the big dogs when they report and then expect that the little guys will, or not the little, but the, the People in the same industry with a similar profile will follow. Do you have any through. specific laggards? Uh, Go for the W is asking uh, any specific laggards worth a look 
Well, I'm not a, you know me, I'm a relative strength kind of guy as long as the power gauge is bullish. I, I'd start to look for buys in the retail sector. The XRT retail ETF saw the power gauge turn bullish about three weeks ago. And you do have some names in specialty research, uh, retail. They're not great names and they did include Bed Bath & Beyond, but I, I would keep an eye on retail under the assumption that uh, the worst may be over there, uh, but the names don't pop out at you. I don't see the ones I'd like to see, like um, Kohl's or... Well, Kohl's just, and, and just coincidentally, just reported their uh, Christmas sales here and they weren't good. So yeah, we just, so this is just breaking here in, well, an hour ago. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, and it's down 10%. So, so I mean, like the dogs Target. remain dogs. Full disclosure, it is the, one of the only retail stocks I do have in my long-term portfolio. I thought about actually selling it. I guess I should have, but, you know, my exposure to retail is very low. So I have one stock in there, and it is cool, so I'm not happy about that this morning. But, I mean, all these retail stocks have just been perennial underperformers. Well, when I was on two weeks ago, we talked about Amazon and how it had a break above 1800 and it did it in spades, I think, that day. And um, there you go. I mean, that's your retail stock. doesn't have a bullish rating, but if, if anybody's benefiting from retail, it's Amazon. All right, we've been on with Mark Chagan from Chagan Analytics. Joining us every other Thursday. They'll give us uh, thoughts on various stocks across the market. Uh, Mark, have a good one. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Mark. Okay, 824, let's bring it back. We covered the, well, let's do Kohl's since I'll, I'll give you the numbers here real yeah, fast. The uh, same store sales for the holiday season, November and wow. December, uh, fell 0.2%. They attributed that fall to weakness in their core women's apparel business. They also said that the uh, 2019 EPS guidance would be at the low end of, of the previously announced range. That's $4.75 to $4.95. So at the low end of that range. Uh, so a not great holiday sales and lowering expectations on their EPS guidance. Um, actually, they reaffirmed the full year, though. So they did reaffirm uh, yeah, the fiscal year. But let's just put this in perspective. So you have Bed Bath & Beyond, which is an epic, epic disaster. And you have Kohl's, which is like, they missed. Kohl's down 9%, Bed Bath & Beyond is down 12 I mean, this just shows you a little bit of the squeeze. I mean, where, you know, you got a lot higher short interest in a stock like Bed Bath & Beyond. And you have shorts that have been hit, hit in the last little, little while there. And they're more inclined to come in and buy that. I mean, just from a fundamental perspective, the Bed Bath & Beyond quarter is way worse than the Kohl's numbers here from the Christmas season. That being said, I am long Kohl's, so obviously disappointed. Um, I thought about selling it uh, the last couple of days and then Macy's came out and Macy's said some okay stuff. So I was like, I'm going to stick with Kohl's because you knew this was going to come eventually and I shouldn't have. And I'm stuck in it now. Obviously it's on the long-term portfolio. I bought this thing right around here. Actually, I was almost timed this perfectly right around 46, which was the low in December and it ran up to 51. I guess, you know, you just got to be a trader of these retail stocks, but it's a stock that I want in my portfolio for a long time. I, I, my, my exposure to retail, people would look at it and say, you're nuts. I think it's like 1%. I like with my portfolio. I'm almost all tech. And then I'm like a lot of, you know, conservative stocks, which I've talked about before. Dividend plays. This kind of fits into the dividend play. I said of the three, Nordstrom, Macy's, and Kohl's. I like Kohl's the best. 
finally I put it in there around 46 bucks. It looked like a really good buy. It was, and it's given it back. I mean, you stick around these retail stocks long enough, you lose money. So is what, what it is. What about the one outlier here, Costco? Oh, that's an unbelievable company. So they reported that sales uh, for the holiday season rose 10.5% with same store sales. So this is sales at stores that have been open for at least a year, up 9%. So 10% overall it's, increase in sales for the holiday it's season. It's not just Amazon. It's, and you can go right, and you know, I like that Kramer acronym we came up with, watch. You know, and you got Walmart, Amazon, Target, Costco, 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 and Home Depot. That's where people shop. The big box centers really, you know, hit a lot of these other stocks too. So it's not just Amazon. It's that entire watch. Um, And Costco, obviously part of, these are the retailers that have outperformed. These are the retailers that have kicked butt. And they continue to kick butt. And you look at Costco and you think, they put comps up 9%. Or eight? How much? Nine or eight? What? It was not. It was nine for same store sales. Ten and a half overall. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. You think about the size of Costco. You think about how many sales they already have. They increased them nine percent. That's unbelievable. Do you think any? Uh, and, and, you know, it really from a fundamental basis, this thing should be up. You know, a, a lot more than four dollars. If you're just talking just pure fundamentals, this thing should be up ten to twenty points on. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Comps up nine. You know what? Maybe, maybe there's a little. Uh, the reading and maybe it was a holiday. No, but that would be comps comparable to the year before, correct? You're, you got to compare yeah. apples and apples. They're not year. comparing yeah. like quarter to quarter. Right, right. It's year over year. Uh, and also remember Costco's, um, like. Black Friday sales, I believe, or it was down, but that was due to, or maybe it was for the quarter, but it was. Comps uh, were up 9% in December. So right, this right, is apples right. to apples, Joel. Right. But they had, Apples to yeah. apples, they went up 9%. That is unbelievable. And then remember. Uh, for a company that size. Remember that there, I, I think it was, I want to say November sales were down. That had to do with the, the way Thanksgiving fell on the calendar. And right. so, so that, he, so right. that was more of a timing yeah. thing that they had weak sales the last time they, they, they reported, but, um, that is just awesome. This holiday season was cl- clearly amazing. Amazing, amazing quarter. And like I said, I don't even think $4, but again, this is a funny market. Um, it's a stock that, you know, isn't been getting that much love. It's a defensive stock. So is this going to blast off 2030 and be your leader and run to 400? I, it's not the kind of stock. You know, it's, it's not the storied stock. It's not the sexy stock. It's not, you know, a high growth tech name, although that growth is incredible. So I'm very impressed with the quarter. I think it should be out more, but I'm not coming in buying 299 because I could see how they got the defensive nature too. And this is the kind of market that just wants huge growth. I mean, that was big growth for Costco though. That's unbelievable quarter. Uh, we'll just do quick technicals on the calls. And there's one number and one number only. And that's uh, you have a bunch of monthly lows in the same area. The lowest of those monthly lows is 43.33. That's still $2 away. Starting to get a green candle here on this. Well, we just started this bracket. Uh, pre-market low stands at 4477 so if you're looking at this and, uh, you know, f- trying to pick it up at 45, just be aware, you know, the low of the move was 43.33. Uh, Costco just kind of marching up higher here, been kind of quiet, bounced off 290. 
trading at the highs of the pre-market session, which is 299. Uh, 300, you've already traded. Big number. Yeah, you've traded. I'm not short in it, though. That it was an impressive quarter. I guess if you're looking for a good target on this one, uh, 302, well, you have a couple highs in the 300 handle, 30020 and 30089. But if you really want a nice, juicy target, your November 27th high was 30279. This is the opposite of a pitch up the middle, though. It's one of those that looks like it's a pitch up the middle, and then it ends up being a curveball or a slider or something because this <laughs> looks like. It's up only $4 on this. It should be up, you know, way more because these comps are incredible. I'm going to buy this thing at $2.99 and sell it later today at $3.09. It's the kind of, you know, stock, though, that could do just something funny. So I can't, you know, come in here and, and you know, buy it at $2.99 with my money here because I could see it going either way. I could just see this kind of market. It's kind of an irrational market. Fundamentally, this should be up a lot more, in my opinion, but it fundamentals don't even matter in this market and again it's not a story it's stock really you know costco's a great story overall but it's not like one of those things you think about where you know you're going to double or triple your money in a hurry and those are the kind of sexy stocks this market wants right now so i could see it going either way uh tesla up five dollars and 34 cents at 497.51 that is a sexy story <laughs> it will be unsexy soon though this is way overbought. So if you're chasing it now, you're asking for trouble, in my opinion, on Tesla. I mean, I don't know where this party stops. It's in full rocket ship mode. But eventually, these rocket ships do run out of gas, and they do come back down to Earth, uh, at least a little bit. Here. You know what? We got a, we got a good, uh, good point, and I think, Dennis, you're going to uh, uh, refute it, and I, I will too. One Life, One Chance says, Tesla reminds me of the cannabis bubble of last January, just up and up. Yeah. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Yeah, you know what? I can. You know, the one thing about the cannabis bubble was there was so much competition coming, but you Honestly. could say there's going to be competition for Tesla coming too because everybody's going to be coming out with electric vehicles. I mean, they are the leader right now. But, you know, yeah, I can, I can get on board with saying that too. I think, eventually, I think eventually this does come somewhat back down to earth, but I don't know where the top is. And just like the same with the cannabis stocks, those were very hard. And I was playing those from the long side too. But you could see like, Valuation really didn't make sense on a lot of the cannabis stocks. Right. And you know what else, too? Look at these cannabis stocks. Think about what the market has been doing. And think about these cannabis stocks. If you're long these cannabis stocks, you got to be, like, really scratching your head now. Because this, you know, market environment has been going by the dip, buying straight up. And these things are just going straight down. They didn't even get a bounce in January. Like, sometimes you see, okay, well, the tax loss selling is done. Maybe we're going to start to get a bounce in some of these things. They can't even bounce there. I mean, the MJ made a new low yesterday or at least kissing it. At least the MJ, you do have a double bottom there. If you are playing, you know, the MJ, 1595 is your out. So yesterday we got down to 1598. It's a, not a bad technical setup. So if you want to say it'd be the hero and call the bottom on that, I would stop myself out on the MJ under 1595. So if, if you wanted to play it that way. So there is a setup there, but you just look at these cannabis stocks and the trend is absolutely not your friend. That Aurora Cannabis, ACB, which the obviously Gordon Johnson got the price target of zero on, it goes down every day. I mean, uh, just to want to cover another stock here before we continue with the retail. Juan Juan asks, said please SQ. He wants us to look at Square. Andy said please for coming out. Of Great the move. YouTube Last two app. days. Very Caught good. an upgrade a couple days ago. That's what kickstarted. Sometimes it just takes an analyst to give it a kickstart. Who was the analyst that upgraded two days ago? 
Uh, pulling it up right now, it was Bank America upgrade to buy. They raised their price target to $75. Yeah, that kick-started this rally, and now it's off the races. I still own Square. It's not one of those stocks that are a value play. It's a growth play for me. I believe that Square can eventually grow in the valuation. I'm in it from 62. It's been, I've been in it for a while. I was down because it got down to 54. I've been in it for about six months. Um, I've been up. I've been down with it. I've been kind of all over the place with it. It's looking hot again here, but Again, you have some overhead supply issues coming in at that 70, that 69, 73 just high. Just 70. Yep. I was just it, 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 it's a tough, it's tough to come in and buy it here. It's a good target for today. I'd actually, I'd, uh, I'd bump it down to 69 and a half. Uh, I see a quad of lows between 69.44 and 69.73. So you had someone for four days in a row targeting that area. Let's see how it reacts today. That would just be a target for today at uh, 69 psychological $70 level. Uh, last thing on the retail front, just we should talk about L, L Brands briefly. They uh, announced holiday comps were down 3% year over year. And while they were at it, they lowered their Q4 EPS guidance from $2 a share to a buck 85 per share. So not a great headline from L Brands. Again, this L Brands is way worse than the Kohl's quarter, but Kohl's gets punished for 10%. This gets punished for 2%, probably because there's a hell of a lot of short interest in it. I mean, it's hard to short Great. stocks with high short interest. What's the short interest on L Brands, LB? Mm, let's check it. I will go to one of the uh, good I mean, this is always, you know, it's a moving target with these short interests, so you never yeah. get a uh, well, Yeah, it's always a day or two late. Yeah, it's a moving target, but... Somebody actually called in and, and asked us where we get our short interest data. I just use a simple free site, shortsqueeze.com. Yep. It says around 8%. So we okay, did get so a call today? Crazy. Or is that? Yeah. We yep. did. We got one call today. Yeah, All call right. Today, the so. streak continues. Let's go for two. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to L Brands. I so, I mean, L LB. L 8%. Terrible quarter. Lots of support down between 16 17. and 17, though. So eh. this is one of those pitches, too, that is definitely not up the middle. I'm not swinging at it. Not a quarter, just for the holiday sales. So uh, keep an eye on. There's actually four lows uh, uh, stocking the $17 area up from $16.99 to $17.16. Uh, so there's your area. Uh, you haven't quite got there yet in the pre-market. So you bounced off $17.12. You may have missed your opportunity to buy L Brands in the lower 17 handle, but we'll see what happens when the major liquidity come in. All right, what would you guys do with Grubhub here? Uh, we talked about this after their last earnings report, which was horrendous. Yesterday, they come out and say, we are considering or at least investigating a possible sale. I know exactly what I would do. And let me go to my ratings calendar here. And I would call all of these eight analysts that downgraded it. And I would ask them what they think. On October they, the 30th. October the 30th. Here, I'll, I'll it, pull it up and print. Oh, this is pro. This so. is an impressive Let me one. see it. This We've given them heat be, before. We're going to give them heat I'm here sorry, again. but. Talk would, about selling the bottom. Just so you can see uh, as I get up on the screen here. October 30th. How many downgrades did they get in one day? A lot. <laughs> it was one, two here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like eight, like nine downgrades in one day. This is yeah. ridiculous. I would call those analysts and I would say, what do you think? All downgrades. And then whatever they did, whatever the consensus of what they did, I would do the opposite. 
<laughs> so they all come out today and say buy it. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, mackerel. Oh, so, man. I mean, you can follow analysts and they make some good calls and bad calls. A lot of really bad calls in that grab. That was the absolute bottom. The stock is almost, you know, we're 32 to 56. You're talking about stocks up 80% from those downgrades two months ago. Um, if you're coming in and buying it now, you are way late to the party and you're buying everybody else's profits. You're coming in overhead supply. Company comes out and says, oh, yeah, maybe we'll sell themselves. More often than not, when the company's coming out and saying stuff like that, they're not selling themselves. So yeah. I think it's just, I think this is actually now a selling opportunity. So I think it's at its rally, the easy money has been made. In my opinion, GRUB is more of a sell than a buy here. Just my opinion. No and position. with these kind of things, and I, it's probably the mantra that I use most, you know, if this, if something's going to happen, let it happen. You know, I mean, let it happen and let it happen quickly. If it, you know, hangs up here for a while, you don't hear anything, then more likely a chance of a decline. It did fill a gap yesterday. So I'm sure a lot of people that have been holding out for that gap fill, uh, you had a gap between 39.40 and 56.51. You got through it by a wide margin. You got to 57.80. Keep an eye on unchanged here, 54.75 in Grubhub. Wait to keep an eye. See if those headlines, see if you get some follow through. Big old rally, and now you get this. Also, keep an eye on yesterday's high. That could be a good target on the upside. That's $2.80 away from where we're at. Alex is talking about Disney. Um, wants our thoughts. I sold my Disney stock out of my long-term portfolio. Why? Because I think the, the Disney Plus numbers, the next time they report, are not going to be good. And the reason I think this is, and I've said it before, is that they just do not have enough original content and new stuff coming out on that. And I'm finding myself going back to Netflix and I was rah, rah Disney plus and I got, it. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm watching all these Swiss family robins, all these old movies I was watching for so long and now I've watched them. And then the kids have watched and I'm like, I'm, I'm bored with this now. Mandalorian ended, which was an awesome show. I mean, they needed like 10 Mandalorian. So we need something to keep the viewers attention. And somebody else tweeted at me yesterday. Yeah, I, I did my trial. I watched my Mandalorian and I unsubscribed. So I am very, very concerned that we are sitting on a bubble in Disney. It's a Disney Plus bubble. And we know it went from 115 to 145 all on Disney Plus, And we've had some good numbers initially with this. I am very concerned that the next round of numbers are not going to be good. And that stock's going to drop 10 bucks on it. So that is why I'm on Disney long term. I, I do not. I hard disagree. Hard, oh, hard. good. good. I like disagrees. I like, I like it when, give me your argument. Talk you me back into my Disney. Because you're, you're assuming that everybody has already done what you did, which is subscribe right away and then and then get watch and then cancel or get bored. I mean, no. I'm he, assuming I, some people. Not everybody that. is a first mover. We can't all be first movers like you, Dennis. We can't all be first Maybe. trend. Maybe. But, I mean, these numbers were very impressive out, out of the gate. And I think if we just don't, the numbers, they're going to have growth. They're not, it's not like they're going to go down, but imagine that growth slows substantially. That's a, there's a lot of money sitting banking that Disney plus is the thing. I'm just from a product user. And sometimes you should not mix stock trading with product usage. Sometimes you should, but are, are you subscribing to Disney plus Spencer? First of all, just uh, curious. I, I, mean, I don't pay for it, but I get it. Okay, so you got to throw a friend or whatever. <laughs> I, I think personally, just my opinion, and you know, and I agree, you know, like you can have your opinion entitled to your opinion too. There's going to be some people who are coming on and really love the product. My kids, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to be an unsubscriber. I haven't unsubscribed because my kids are still watching. And it's cheap. It's dirt cheap. 
But I think there's a lot of people that are like, there's not that much new stuff coming out here. It's the same as it was when it came out in November. There's literally like 10 new shows. I mean, you got to have way more content. Netflix pounds out the content. And you know what's telling me when I went rah-rah Disney Plus and, you know, rah-rah, I don't want to own Netflix. What is price is telling me in Netflix is that I'm wrong with that call. Netflix has went straight up, continues to straight up. And that's why three days ago in the show, I said I'm getting off my bearish stance on Netflix. This was when it was 325 or 330. I said I'm off my bearish stance because I do not think Disney Plus is a threat to Netflix. I don't know if the other one's coming. There is competition. Yes, it's nosebleed, which is why I'm not buying Netflix, but I don't think Disney Plus is a threat to Netflix at this point in time until they come out with a lot more content. And I'm very concerned with sitting on a Disney bubble here right now, which is why I've sold my Disney. I will re-enter Disney if it gets back down to like that 115, 120 area. Um, if it takes off and I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm gonna, not going to make the money with it. But I sold my Disney. I made some money on it. I'm, I was, I'm scared with sitting on a Disney Plus bubble, though, and that bubble could burst. Here, here's the difference. Uh, Netflix has one kettle on the fire, their, their streaming platform. Disney has a dozen. This is bo- I, I get that Disney Plus is, is thought to be the growth part of their business. But yeah. it, it is but one part of their oh, business. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, not, I'm not – even if the Disney Plus numbers are worse than expectations – I don't even know what those expectations are, but even if they are worse, then – that's both, that's one part of the equation. So I, I wouldn't throw in the towel. If you were bullish on Disney a few months ago, I wouldn't throw in the towel just because Disney Plus numbers. Do we know good. how many of these subscribers are actually paid subscribers or how many? Well, yeah, the Verizon. Verizon. They were getting it for free. Yeah. That's a great point, yeah, too. Know that. I mean, I think I think you I, – I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle between you two guys on this one. Um, okay. I'm not bullish. I'm not bearish. I think there's a lot of expectations baked into the stock. So when you see – That's probably true. Yeah, that's so, what I'm concerned about. Yep. So I guess I'm, I'm concerned that everybody's expecting huge numbers for Disney Plus, and I think the next time they report their subscriber numbers, it's going to disappoint, and I think you're going to see the thing fall 10% on that because I think and 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 Spencer makes a great point. You have the parks, you have so much other revenues. This isn't like a stock that's going to go down at 50 bucks. I mean, this is a stock that could revisit you know, 130 again, I think though. And it could even, we really started this breakout with the Disney Plus and the market's been up a lot since then. So you got to say, you know, take Disney Plus away. Fair value is probably 120 to 125 without Disney Plus. So, you know, you're paying 20 bucks probably extra for the Disney Plus. I just think there's this market's all about a story. If that story turns ugly, I think they they will punish Disney. And if it comes back down to 125 and maybe even the 130, I will re-enter because I believe in Disney long-term. Uh, but I think this Disney Plus product, unless they can t- start believing, like turning me into a believer by coming out with way more content, you got to keep me interested. I am not interested in it. And my wife, too. We both wa- went back to Netflix. We have both. We have Netflix and Disney Plus. I was watching Disney Plus nonstop for a month. But now I watched all that stuff. And my kids, you know, are, and the kids will put on Disney Plus because it's some movies, some older there's stuff. Some, but I'm like, there's not that. enough new content. The Mandalorian was awesome, awesome show. I watched that, Jeff. Right. Well, uh, I, I, I watched that. I'm Go sorry. ahead. No, I was going to say February fourth. That's when. That's when we'll know February fourth after the close. That is Disney's earnings report. And then hopefully, then they talk about those numbers in there. So you got some time here, but you never know. They could just come out and give an update too. So, but did they give an update? If it's bad, maybe not. And how's Verizon do? Someone's asking how does Verizon get what? What's the, if you have a Verizon account, you get a free trial or something? Yeah, you get a free year. Free year. Free year. Yeah. Oh, free year, free okay. Year. A lot of Verizon subscribers probably got that for free, that product in there. Uh-huh. 
it's a cool product, but if they really wanted to compete with Netflix, which it sounded like they did, they got to spend way more money on original content. Like, you know, they got to come and stay scared, start pumping out. They got to pump out 10 more Mandalorians. Mandalorian was awesome. They got to do it, you know, way more. They got to do way more. It's not enough new content on there. I just wouldn't bet against them. They they have all the good IP. I just wouldn't bet against them. I that. might even bet against them. I'm even oh, thinking okay. about betting against them just for the <laughs> yeah, short term of the not. trade. I think the Disney Plus numbers. This is my opinion. I have no inside information. I, I don't. Know I, I, I should. I'm just looking. At, I think the Disney I, Plus I, I numbers are really bad. My point. I I wouldn't bet against them for the long term. Uh, no, 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 I'm not shorting my long term retirement. For the next right month, maybe. Okay, maybe. But I think I could. I think this is going to eventually revisit that 130 area and look at the relative strength. You know, here's the market been oh, very okay. strong. Disney cannot go up here. It's not catching a bit. The relative strength I don't like on either. This is just trader talk here. And Spencer's got this in his retirement account. And I respect that. I had it in my retirement account too. I just think I'm trying to time it. I think I'm going to get it back cheaper. So I bought this thing around 138. I sold some at 148. And I sold the rest the other day at 145. I'm out. And it comes back down to 130. I'm going to get back in. I, it I've does. Got, can it? I don't. It depends on those Disney Plus numbers. I've got this in the same account that I had. Uh, that I have, I should say, <laughs> have GE and uh, a few other. GE's uh, starting to work for you, bet. Yeah, a little bit. I, I was. A I was, more look, bucks I was looking, there, looking right? at that. A couple more bucks, and I'm, and I'm in the Back to even. You're gonna sell. You sell. Couple more bucks and I'm in the black. Never. Yeah, we're, <laughs> don't sell the loss. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how everybody does it. Does anybody have any losses? Uh, I'm just nobody not, on Twitter. Someone is asking about um, about pre-market and after-hours trading. It, it, it depends on your broker. It depends on the size of your account. Um, don't know what platform everyone's on, but there's usually, you know, there's different type of orders that you can send. And uh, depending on the platform, like there's good to cancels or stops or whatever, there should be on the drop-down that says, you know, after hours or pre-market that would allow you to do it. But that's a, that's an individual, a lot of brokers do offer it, but some don't. And I think if you have a small, I think it's probably based on the funds in your account also. Uh, Tesla up 624 at 498.38. We're sniffing it. We're staying on, we're staying on today until Tesla trades 500. Imagine you're short that thing. It gets two downgrades and you look at it, it's trading up another six bucks. You must just be like, what the hell? <laughs> hard to short rocket ships hard to make money short in rocket ships exactly all right we got a ton of did we cover all the news there's a we lot of ratings we didn't, we didn't cover any of the ratings aside <laughs> from tesla there are a lot of ratings this morning snapchat getting two upgrades cowan and company and wow. jeffries both upgrading to outperform slash buy and snap is up on that uh, we'll pull up that chart and then we'll, yeah we'll move i mean on to... it's it's up and it where's it trading at 1736 uh, I like the monthlies on this one, and I think you got room up to 1836. I yep. You blew up there yep. uh, back in July. I don't think I'd be stepping ahead of it till then. Don't really understand the product or use the product, uh, but the chart looks pretty good. Uh, trading at the highs of the pre-market session, that's really that's up 1745. If you got want to get really nitpicky here, um, that was your August high, 1745. Speaking of rocket ships here, AMD up at Mizuho to uh, buy this morning. I think it's going through 50. I got up there, tried a couple times. I think it's going through 50. I don't know today, but I think it's going through 50 in, in the near future. So uh, some people will come in and had an ugly candle, maybe fading it here. 
Uh, I, I can't get on the AMD fade until at least it's below 45. I think there's still gas in the tank here. Again, this is one's been rocket ship mode. It's went from 20, you know, it's basically doubled here in three months. So if you're coming in now, you're late to the party, but I think it's come this far. I think it's going to take out 50. My opinion. Next. A buck 12. I'm sorry. I was. No, go. You can go. You can give your thoughts, but you were silent. I, so I was like, well, next. Yeah, I was on mute. I got up here for a second. Uh, 49 and a quarter. Uh, that was, uh, let's see if that's, is that your pre-market high? Yeah, your pre-market high is 49 and a quarter. And then that coincides nicely. 49.39, uh, that was your high on uh, two days ago. So keep an eye, moving up into some targets there. Plus 50. I mean, how many people are like, oh, man, when AMD gets to 50, got to be, you know, that would be a big psychological level there for um, for the issue. And also, I just, I just want to thank everybody here in the YouTube chat. We have a, just an amazing turnout today. It's like, the market, usually when the markets are go up, we usually don't get as many listeners because everyone's a genius. It's usually on these. Oh, yeah. Ma ma markets down. go down are our, our best days. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we have a it's big, our, it's the media's day best days, too. That's why CNBC likes to run those markets and turmoil specials. to get viewers on We have on a those. negative beta, but today is an outlier. But thank you, everybody. I hope we're providing you with some uh, some good information. Any more phone calls come in, Spencer? Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to listen to it yet, though. I was looking, okay, through, we'll do that at nine. looking through the ratings. Uh, Coke upgrade at Credit Suisse to outperform this morning. Who else did I see? that There are a lot. Huh. 55's huge in Coke. Up? Do you see anything? I, I don't I don't have my book open. JV Spec in the chat there. I don't have the book open. I bet you there's some size of 55, though. Yeah, fifty. Well, we were there. We were through it five days ago, so maybe they chewed through it. But it looks like the kind of level that there'd be, there'd be some size. Well, you did chew through it, but then you came back up for the retest, right? Fifty. Yeah, and then it failed there once, so maybe yeah. there is some size there. Yeah, hit at fifty four ninety nine. You fell back to fifty four fifteen. Uh, but the recent highs, bunch. Of, I mean, if we're really looking, I think there's someone probably more perched at fifty five fifty. Is the high freaks? You know, are selling it in the. Uh, High 55.30 handle in the mid 55.40 handle. Uh, question about, or just people talking about Twitter. Uh, you're still on your Twitter, Joel? I'm still on Twitter. Yep. I am too. I'm long Twitter as well. I bought a 29. I almost got the low on that thing. Um, I'm still in it, holding on. It's into the gap area now. I like it. Yeah, it's very, very, very hard when you get into a gap like that because there's nothing there. I mean, a lot to fill to the gap to... Um, 37.75, four bucks away. We won't talk about that today, but um, just grinding and it it, it, it just, it, it grinds up and then it pulls back, grinds up, pulls back a little bit. Um, haven't heard much about Jack in Africa or anything like that, but uh, there it is. Twitter, Twitter moving up nicely. I think I'll just, I'll, I think I'll just pass that one on to my kids unless it gets, gets taken over. Uh, looking through the rest of the ratings that caught my eye, Starbucks up at Barclays to overweight, and Barclays also upgrading Apache APA to equal weight this morning. Gordon Haskett has a bit of a retail oh, trade they on. Up on. The they bed, are right? upgrading Nordstrom to accumulate. That's their version of neutral, but they're downgrading in that same note. BJ's Wholesale Club to hold, uh, downgrading five below, downgrading Tractor Supply, and downgrading Dollar Tree. So uh, four downgrades to go with the Nordstrom upgrade for Gordon Haskett. 
And what else caught my eye? There was a few others. This is interesting. Raymond James initiating Shake Shack at underperform. We like when we see initiations at buy or sell. We don't like <laughs> initiations at neutral. So thank you uh, to Ray J for that. And benchmark initiating lift at a sell. $35 price target. Uh, <laughs> they initiate and it still trades up anyways. <laughs> this bull market. Ah, we don't, we don't, we don't pay attention to sell ratings, but we buy the hell out of the buy ones. <laughs> and uh, if you're looking at Nordstrom, why it's not trading up, it's Kohl's. Kohl's is trading yep, down eight percent. Nordstrom hasn't reported yet, so somebody might say, "Well, Macy's isn't trading down much." Macy's, we already know. We already know the numbers for Macy's, so we don't need to expect or have any expectations. I bet you you're more of a buy the dipper in uh, in the in the J. Well, the, the JWN. I'd be more. Yeah, yep, yep. I'd be more inclined to buy the dip in the JWN here right now as a trade because you know why you just set the bar lower for them too. The Nordstrom always benefits because Kohl's, you know, for better lack of the better word, S H blank blanks the bed, <laughs> and then and then the bar is set low for Nordstrom, and Nordstrom you know goes up on it. Like how you know that's that just works. So the bar is set low for Nordstrom here now. Yeah, you know what? I could get on board with buying the pullback in Nordstrom. I think that, you know, if they say anything okay, could actually rally. Hey, Dennis, I, I hit the guys up with a movie quote this morning for the, my pre-market prep recap article, and they didn't get it, but I want to see if you can get it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Just doesn't matter. Spencer, do you know where this one's from? They didn't know. No, he already asked me. I, I didn't know. I don't know either. This one's here. You're, you're going off the board. You're going something in the 1940s, aren't you? <laughs> For, no, that seventies. Ah, that's popular. why I'm born yet. You love this guy. You repeat. You, you quote him at least once a week. Does anybody in the chat know? Let's see if anybody in the chat knows. No. Well, is he alive still? Give yes. Yeah, alive. yeah. Robin got it. Robin Steckle. It was uh, Meatballs. Is that for Meatballs? Yep. I like yep. that movie too. I should have got that, that one. Camp. I worked at that camp where they filmed. No, did you? Yeah, it's up in Halliburton. It's up by your cottage, right? Or you? Is that where it was? Yeah. Meatballs based on Ontario. Camp White Pine. Halliburton, the the place of black flies. That's right. Never go to Halliburton in July. Yes. You'll never go back again. (laughs) Go in August when the black flies are gone, because the black flies are intense, man. Three worst weeks of my life at that camp. I mean, black flies. Yeah, but anyways. Hey, black uh, flies, and if you don't know what a black fly is, they're almost, you can't see them. They're so small. And you go outside, and you're like, I feel like I'm getting bit. And, you know, and that black fly, they're, they're really small. You can see them, but they go, and they bite you more than once. So they literally just crawl like you, you don't feel them biting you. Then you look, and you got like 100 bites on you. It's like, oh, these, this is not much fun out here. So anyways, I, I, once it gets hot enough, then they kind of burn off and they're gone. So you got to, you know, get it hot enough. But they like the rocky area. Halliburton's very rocky. So, you know, if you're going to go to Halliburton on vacation, wait till August and you'll be a lot happier than if you go like July 1st. I went out there the first weekend in July. And I was like, wow, these black flies ruined this whole trip. Uh, real quick. Beautiful country, though. Uh, do we want to cover any of those ratings? I know we glossed over a few things here. Is there anyone that um, uh, is there anyone in particular? If not, uh, just uh, we got someone new in the chat here, and I like that. Network Communications Technologies Incorporated is asking about Cree, and uh, a bit of laggard here, uh, trading up six yeah. cents. I mean, in this market, I'll just look at the monthly resistance here if yeah. you're looking for a target, and that would be 52. I mean, you got high 51.35 is your is your high from November 52. I mean, it's been a laggard. 
They need yeah. a catalyst. I don't know when they're going to report. It needs but, a catalyst. Uh, yeah. For short-term trading, I would use 48.50 as a target because that uh, straddles two highs uh, from the 20th and 23rd between 48.55 and 48.66. You're exactly right. It needs a catalyst to kickstart it. I mean, some stocks don't need a catalyst. They're already breaking out. But there's stocks, even like Cisco, you look at this one, you're like, I'm long this long-term portfolio, but it's kind of yeah. hanging out doing nothing. And it tries to participate a little bit there at the overall market rally, but it needs like a catalyst. It needs like a Goldman or somebody to come out and say, buy it. And then it could get you break out of here. But there's so much bloody overhead supply in Cree, Cisco. You know, these are just not the stocks that are breaking out. I mean, if you're thinking this big bull market, go to your all-time high list and see what's really breaking out. Because that's when the stocks can really move. Um, you know, this, is a, this has been a classic, you know, really breakout market here, at least for the last month or two. And I don't see why that doesn't continue. So those are the easier ones to trade. Jobs number tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't that really, can influence. Yeah, that I mean, that, you America. know, that, that's something to keep yeah. an eye on. But you know it's going to be good. The unemployment. Well, they'll interpret it good no matter what. That <laughs> 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 They'll find a way to spin it. So even if it's bad, it's good. That's the way this market does. We spin wars to make them sound like they're good. Yeah, ones. just think if Iran attacked us again, how much the market would be up. Is that not insane? Yeah. I mean, we just buy 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 you know nobody died so and then there was reports that there was some people that died so i don't even know like what to believe and what not to believe but in any regard we're very happy that it appears that nobody died yep. in those attacks but they were still attacks Especially and it's amazing that the market is so resilient that they just can't even keep it down we're so. also uh just for tomorrow we're also going to get uh fedex you know they do their annual economic update every year uh, that'll be oh, really? Yep, that, that'll be tomorrow. That should be interesting. So, so I got to be careful with FedEx. Yeah, be careful Be careful with FedEx tomorrow morning. Thank uh, you. You're should welcome. we do hot potato tomorrow, or we've taken a break from that for a well, Yeah, we got some hot potato going. You want me? Is it my turn to make one up? Sure. I hadn't thought about it, honestly, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. Until you forget and you remind you at five. I did days. Disney, I did Canada before. What should the topic be? Speaking oh, I'll take suggestions from the chat. Give me suggestions in the chat. I'm not going to say what it's going to be, but give me some suggestions on the topic. All right. And speaking of trivia real fast, just a quick PSA. If anybody has not been watching Jeopardy, you need to. They're doing a special contest this week and next week potentially. It's the three greatest Jeopardy players of all time. Ken, Jennings, Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, James Holzhauer are going mano y mano. They have to win three games each to win the tournament. And when does it start? It already started. Uh, it's every night until there's a winner. So the, it, it's tonight. Oh, nice. Uh, and so you need to – Who won out. last night? Uh, so James won last night. Ken won the night before that. Oh, really? And Right. So they're, they're going uh, just uh, until you win three, essentially. So they're going to keep going at, potentially through next Wednesday. Very um, interesting. But, or next Tuesday. But check it out. It's awesome. If you're a Jeopardy fan like I am, you should definitely watch – that how's alex trebek how's he doing i i mean i i don't he's think still hosting I, he looked the look okay he looks it. okay he, he's uh, he's still doing it i don't know how great he's doing but he's, he's doing well enough to at least uh host this um any it, questions it, to, it, uh, it's on cover? questions from the chat no uh did we get any phone calls uh we got one again i didn't, didn't did get a chance let's do it so uh, let's do it today and then if we want we can just, uh, uh, they're more relevant today discuss we tomorrow. can let dennis go and you can 
Uh, here, you know what? Let me look at the. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't listened, so he's got to filter through to make sure. Well, I'm just going to look at the transcript here. Oh, it's a question from Robin. And oh, Robin, we can do for sure. Robin. Sorry, it's, it's from Yvonne. Yeah, yeah, bring Robin. Uh, and the question mostly, she just wants to know how many other. She wants to know how many other family teams are out there and how many people are uh, uh, teaching their kids. So if you're on the chat and you're teaching your kid, uh, Yvonne wants to Who know. Who was the uh, the nice lady that brought her son to the trading conference? I cannot. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, Brent is in his eyes. He can remember. But I know that she took her son out of school for the day to come to the trading summit. And I think she listens every day. I'm not sure if she's around. Right? If you're in the chat, uh, let us know if you're teaching your kid about this stuff because it's always interesting to us. Um, and right, I, I'll yeah, let you wrap on that note, this. that will be it for our show. You can always catch a replay of our show on YouTube or our podcast. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, thanks to our guest, Mark Chagan. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back with you for our final show of the week on Friday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.